Hey guys, this is Smack Talk with Ivan. And Stacy. And Caroline. And Dan. And today we're going to be talking about social marketing analytics. I know that sounds incredibly exciting, but it actually is going to be very, very useful. Now, we're going to give you just a little bit of data. This is surveyed data and third-party research watched by a few marketers. Um, types of data analyzed by companies worldwide in 2013 includes interaction between different online channels, social data, customer engagement data, CRM, customer survey data, competitor information, interaction between online and off. Now, I know that seems incredibly complicated, but to kind of break this down a little bit, we have Dan. Dan, what is the significance of having analytics, especially when it's precise like that, when you're dealing with CRM or you're dealing with social data? What, in your mind, what, what, do, you, what do you think is important about that? Well, it, it kind of comes down to what, what you just said in terms of you know the, the kinds of feedback that you can get from websites and from ads that you run with analytics attached mm -hmm. to them. You find out that the reason that they're effective is that people appreciate the fact that they have, they're integrated into social media that they are able to be, you know, personalized to what you're looking for, and, and they're relatable, and and you know all those ads that you see that, you know, have been tailored to what you know you've been looking for in terms of a product or a service are actually relevant to you. So you know, analytics from that standpoint allow you to tailor your message to your audience. The other way that analytics are useful is to see how effective that that ad or that message was in terms of, you know, and, and we throw around a lot of terms like click-through mm -hmm. rates and, and impressions, but, you know, the, you know, governing concept is that we, we basically track as much as we can with those ads to find out what's working and what's not. So, Caroline and Stacey, and as a consumer and both incredibly talented individuals. They're in-house consumers. They are in-house consumers. They're a very good consumer. They, they consume a lot. Very good. They consume way more than they should. Hey. Oh, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. I have a question for you guys. So, sure. <clears throat> let's say you get an advertisement, and let's say it's for G.I. Joe or for muscle cars. You have absolutely no interest in that. Would, would you be more interested? You'd be surprised. Well, <laughs> especially with you, Caroline, I'm actually not surprised. But if, if you were shopping for something, would you prefer to have advertisements that were geared toward your particular taste or with something that you guys feel open-minded? And this is, this is an open discussion, so feel free to, to voice whatever opinion you want to take. No, I absolutely love when um, something like on Amazon or eBay comes up um, based upon what I've searched for in the past or websites that I've visited um, mm -hmm. fairly recently um, because I'm in the market for something like that um, and I'm more likely to buy it because I'm actually uh, yeah. looking for. I've gotten some good book recommendations that way too. So, mm -hmm. so how, uh, on, on a scale of like one, one to 100, what percentage do you guys think that by recommendations that actually fit to your, what you like, would you actually click through? Probably 80%. I might give it maybe 65 to 70. 80, 65%. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, that's number. incredibly high. <laughs> it's incredibly well, you know what? You're not high. <laughs> <laughs> this is a personal question. And we are, we are expert consumers. Yeah. 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 Only all of our consumers. <laughs> we're expert like consumers, Stacey so Caroline. we're beyond your average. They will consumer. go to Amazon to click the ads. They won't even search for a product. Like, I, I like, oh, a pretty button. What's I this? like books. What can I Just like assume that Amazon knows what you want before. Well, Amazon's actually got an visit. incredible model. So they look at everything that you've been clicking through, including taste likes, things that you've actually but attempted to buy, but maybe not gone through the full transaction, and they keep a log of this. Yeah. And right. they send you email reminders that are custom. 
to whatever you've been looking at. Yeah, they yeah. have. I know that. And it's it's incredibly <laughs> effective because, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should buy that. And then you get an email every week where it's like, hey, you sure you don't want to buy this? Believe right. it or not. And each, and each passing week gets harder and harder. there have been times when I've been harder. tempted to buy, like, after the third or fourth email. They'll even announce that the price has dropped, like, even, like, five cents. And it's like, hmm, five cents. <laughs> no. I, might, I, might I can do that. It's five more cents in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. Can use that. Well, one of the one of the big uh, you know caveats that's attached to this kind of you know advertisement concept in terms of personalization is privacy. People are are, are often really you know worried about well who's watching my movements on the internet and how mm -hmm. can you know that affect you know my levels of privacy and who's looking at that information and uh, there are, there just if nobody knows that there are um, in in. All those, all of those advertisement boxes, you can opt out of those kinds of tracking features, but you know potentially. Yes, they, they, they still, they still keep their own personal right, trackers. Right, right. But you know the 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 way that marketing is moving is into less of an interruptive model and more to want a model that is geared towards what you are looking for. So, you know when when. See an ad that's if say you're in the market for a blender, you've been looking at blenders at, for on Amazon for five minutes, and then you go to another website, and all of a sudden you see an ad for a blender. You know that's that's just the the system kind of making sure that okay. you're trying to find. What you want. So what makes you buy a blender, Dan? What what would what would separate? What, what's an effective marketer that would work for you as far as blenders? What's the defining factor? Like if you were, yeah, if you have ten <laughs> blenders. And let's say they're about the same price. What would what would be what would be the defining factor for you to get a blender? It would be the taste of, of whatever the taste the blender. Taste of blender. I don't know. Our I like what color the blender is. I mean, whatever, color? Whichever, okay. whichever one says Vitamix on it. Okay. That's what I. That's what I. And I know this might not seem relative right We're now. We're all smoothie freaks. Yeah. If we are. Health we are. So for the business. So I'd say for specifically, or not just for specifically a blender, but I mean reviews play a big part in whether I buy it or not. Absolutely. Now user reviews or editorial reviews. User reviews. User reviews. You know, I used to I used to really do the whole consumer reports thing, but now it just takes too much effort. So I just like to what people posted about it. Okay. Plus, Consumer Reports doesn't really make it clear when they have a bad product. They say, you know, they have the, the moon yeah, and stuff, yeah. but it just complicates things. When I, when I see user reviews, A, they get ranked better, mm -hmm. and B, they communicate something that I would need to know much faster. Like, I, if the subject yeah. line is, this product is terrible, then I would need to know that. So I sometimes question, though, like, if the review is actually from a consumer, or if it's, you know, just well, a lot of times they're bought, but right. is there a number of you re reviews that you guys look at? Does that play a factor in your dis your decision? Usually, like, the more the better. Convinced. Yeah. The more the better. Yeah. Now, again, this all plays into a larger role of marketing. Even though we're talking about consumer products, the larger picture is you can sell information products, you can sell services, and it kind of all applies in the same category. Even though we're referring to blenders, it could as easily be spinal readjustments, massage, lifestyle, health, fitness, and all this. It's how you present the information and obviously what color the information is. That's, that plays a large role into it as well. Now I've got some interesting statistics here. Now uh, this is what the tool of analytic tools paid by companies worldwide in both 2012 and 2013. Now online surveys, that's quite popular and we're only seeing really a, well actually a a loss. So online survey in 2012 was 66% of all companies would pay for uh, online surveys and in 2013 it's actually 
and it dropped in everything except for social media buzz. That's the only uh, category it actually increased. Uh, social listening buzz reputation monitoring, that, that increased from 40% to 44%. So would you say that social media is a good tool for you to buy something, or is it more about learning about a product? What do you guys think? It's both. So, you know, when, when you're going out to buy something, you know, you, you can't, there's no Twitter channel for mm -hmm. a blender, no. you know, or, or a particular blender. But there is a Twitter channel there for should be. There should be. <laughs> there could be with some of them. That would be too many Twitter channels to manage. But, you know, there, there is a Twitter channel for the company mm -hmm. or for, you know, any kind of, you know, maybe there's a service or organization that's involved with something that, it wouldn't be a blender, but the National Blender Association of, you know, but no, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to apply this to other services, like what you said, you yeah. know, spinal readjustments or massages, you know, you know, where's, where's a good place to get a massage? You, you tweet that out and then everybody in your area who's following you is be like, oh, I know that's a great place. It's immediate, it's, and I'm talking about Twitter or Facebook, you know, that's, it's a great way to quickly communicate that information. Now you guys are all relatively young, much younger than I am. What would you say is your social media of that choice? Much, that much older? Well, not <laughs> a thousand years. A thousand years. <laughs> well, I'm still a spring chicken. You look you great. Yeah. <laughs> you aged really well. Yeah, it's papaya. It's my secret. Ah, papaya. papaya. Heaviness papaya. papaya. Oil of oregano. Yeah, that's right. Papaya. I'm saying dragon fruit. But dragon fruit too. <laughs> so it keeps the hair. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So what do you guys think? What's, what's the social media that, that you guys use that you frequent quite, you know, quite often? Facebook. Yeah, Definitely Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. I mean, and, and you're not, you're not going to find anybody, well, I shouldn't say that. You're going to find people who use Twitter more obsessively than Facebook, but Facebook has the functionality that Twitter doesn't. You know Twitter's actually used more than Facebook. I'm sure, you know, that's why By I said like that. By like a significant That's why amount. I said that, because, because the number of posts that you make yeah. And the ease with which you can make it's a post. The activity level. Yeah, but I feel like Twitter is more for personality than it is for, for selling. Like, when you use Twitter, you're saying how you feel. You're not saying, you know, what the product is and how much it costs. I agree completely. There are, there are people who post feelings on Twitter, but Twitter is also being used as a lead generator, which is something really, really interesting. So if you think about it, um, most tweets are by individuals, but what if you have a company or an individual that's actually posting like wellness facts or health tips or political theories? Would you know? I have a lot of economic and marketing individuals that post articles and stuff right. like that, and I follow them all the time, and I click on their articles because it's someone that I already respect or, sure. or yeah. trust, yeah. and I would love yeah. to read what they're posting. Yeah. But again, it's because they're active. If they're posting once every blue moon, I, there's no way I'm following. But what you have to kind of take, you have to take that with a grain of salt because you are among a certain segment of the population who has the, the knowledge to access that yeah, information. So some, some, you know, businesses are catering to people who, you know, don't really have that, you know, knowledge of, and have, you know, Twitter feeds popping up on their computer all the time. So, you know, and, and a lot of the time <clears throat> that Twitter post is referencing a Facebook article or, or something outside of, of Twitter. It's not right. just a wellness fact, it's an, it's an external link. So Twitter is a great medium for communication that references other sources, but you know, when you go into a Facebook page, everything is right there, you don't have to leave. Okay. And speaking back toward frequency too, I just know I, I don't really tweet very much, so it probably really? gets lost in the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. It probably gets lost in the, in the you know, greater 
The Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere. The sphere of Twitter. Sphere of Twitter. Interesting. Now, as far as Facebook, do you, what's the last post that you remember that you were like, wow, that was awesome? Is there a particular one, a particular style that you guys, that caught your I eye? I love the posts that don't want me to share or like their status, because I will do that automatically. So don't tell me what to do. Just saying. I agree with that. I think yeah, the, I don't the like content it. is king. Like and, you know, it the, is if, king. You, if you have a great headline and a great image associated with whatever you're posting, mm -hmm. whether it's a video or a picture itself, then people are going to be interested. And they're going to be like, wow, you know, that's new, that's different. Let me check out the description, which is right. the next mm -hmm. barrier that you kind of have. And they're going to gonna like it organically. On. So that's, that's I like it when it makes me laugh. You know, with and, and well, you, know, you have those you have those barriers. You have the first barrier, which is actually clicking the image or or just reading it, and then the next barrier is actually you know going into the what we call metadata, which is you know the description of the picture or the video that's that's given by the person who posted it, and the comments section, you know, on the video. So you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure that you know. Some of us have gone through the past comments for some picture that we really liked just to see, you know, how people reacted to it. Sure, and that's yeah. a really powerful, that's a deep level of engagement that you can get from, from your, you know, user base. So, and that's a good, that's a good lesson to kind of communicate in that you have to, you know, re-engage people when they comment on a photo or a video or even just a post. If somebody says like, "Wow, that was really great. Thanks for posting." Say you're, you know, you're welcome. We're glad that, you know, we could, you know, provide that for you. Check out this or this and 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 really kind of be present yeah. and I don't, yeah, don't, I like don't just be a profile page, right. be engaging there. Yeah. Make your profile page as much of your company as your headquarters. Yeah, I like seeing it when somebody posts maybe a question or almost a complaint even, and there's a response back. Like, it's kind of nice to know that. So you, you start reading. All right, well, what happens if it's a negative comment? How do you handle that? Dan? Well, it's the same way that you would handle handle a positive comment in that you, you have to address it. So you can't just answer all the positive comments and ignore the negative ones. People will see that, and that will be obvious. But you know you have to you have to make sure that you answer that negative comment in a way that takes into consideration that every single person that is reading this will view that so everybody that's looking at that picture or everybody's watching that video or reading that that post is going to see that negative comment because people are going to like it and because you know that's that's something that people do <laughs> yeah. and it's just just going to garner attention because it's just upsetting you know not upsetting in that you get mad but upsetting in that you know people are moving around and now have you have you guys heard what we call social pretty much um, not lynching but essentially you say something you say something incredibly not offensive but maybe something against a consumer and then all of a sudden more consumers speak out against you this actually happened in Texas I believe where a lady wanted to teach a restaurant a lesson so she posted some Facebook messages and some videos on you know how strongly she felt the service was you know how bad it was, and it actually had the reverse effect. She actually had a mob of social media users go after her and personally attack her and you know try to find her. And a lot of times, I mean, you've seen it all over the place. That's a very very yeah. stressful environment. I think they call it social mob something like that. Um, what do you guys think about how, how would you handle that? Or how would it affect you if you're trying to post about? Well, your the product? number thing, number one thing to do is not panic. I mean, the, if if say say that 
a huge brand came on under a, mob, a social mob attack. Mm -hmm. Say, say like CVS or Walgreens came under a, an attack for something that they posted, and they just they were inundated with all these you know negative comments on Twitter and on Facebook. And imagining in scenario A that they started just like bursting out replies like we're so sorry we're so sorry like we'll do this and this and this and then we'll, we'll give you these promotions and that you know that's good if you do it like on a small level but if you start panicking people are going to see that people are going to recognize it and it's not going to reflect well on you it's not going to show you that show people that you had control over the situation if you kind of gave thought to you know what you know let's step back what's the proper response to the situation then you could say like okay well let's offer this kind of promotion and offer a sincere apology in a press release and well, what if you're not wrong off. what if what if you had absolutely nothing to do with this scenario i know massey well, i know massey yeah. some trick questions well, I mean, here, that, yeah. this is this is I, that's that's a legitimate question if, if and it's you, happened if before, you yeah. if you don't think that you are wrong then you have to stand up for yourself if even if you're coming under the a, an attack from a social mob then you know, you, you have to simply say, like, this is what we do, and, you know, this our, is why our we following... Did There's actually a yeah. new type of job, which is um, essentially you become your social media, um, uh, what's called, relate, like, me, like media relations, where you're actually yeah. having to deal with consumers on wow. that level, and it's, it's, it's interesting... Because, as we all know, with, with mob mentalities, it's once someone gets going, even if the mob doesn't essentially yeah, agree, it's, it's it just effect. becomes a yeah. snowball effect where you're getting, you know, everyone speaking out against you. And you're like, yep. really? Over like, you know, 25 cents or over a dollar, this is the outcome. But it's it's a reality. You know, media is right. moving really, really quickly, and that's something that we should all address. And it's so easy for people to jump on the bandwagon. All Absolutely. you have to do is retweet. You know, but it's, it's also button. it's also really easy for for a conversation to just go completely awry. One person takes a small detail, turns it in something else magnifies yeah. it into something yeah, else entirely absolutely. but I think that's a good platform for the producer of whatever product or service or whatever you just have to be smart to right. be able to and not piss off your customers sure, sure. <laughs> well, well it's all about PR yeah. alright guys well this is this week's video of Smack Talk if you guys like the group Abysmere let us know if you don't also let us know. No, this is a cool idea. Yeah, it's a cool idea or not. These are if you don't like it, send everything to Caroline. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get enough emails. So. <laughs> Just blame her. Yeah, caroline.waters is into it. <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, Thanks guys. Bye, guys.